0: But as we get further down this path, as more and more business owners start to use video, it's not going to be as easy anymore. right? We're going to have to be a little bit more creative about the kinds of content we're creating. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses, in less time, while creating the life you want. Welcome
1: to the Agent Power Huddle. Because Nick, this is a video thing. So I got a little mm-hmm. video clip to play. You ready for this? Nice. <laughs> okay, we gave out homework earlier in the week. We started this new thing and it's called Action Item of the Week. So this says Agent Power Huddle. We got Agent Power Huddle, Action Item of the Week. And the homework was to go to the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group and to type in the Facebook group, this is my, my universal gesture for typing, right? And say something you learned, a takeaway, or something you're gonna put into action and like work on this week. I'm trying to inspire everybody here to actually take the knowledge you learned and put it into play. So every Friday, we're gonna feature the action item of the week. So we picked someone for this week, and this could be you next week. How many of you guys raise your hand if you like, you went in there, you actually posted something in the, in the Facebook group. Anybody else post something? No? All right, next week, this could be you. So here we go. Let me uh, let me share this thing here. Let me pull it up over here and share my screen. There you go. That is the action item of the week. Is that a good use of video, Nick?
0: I love it. Yeah, he
1: here we you go. An awesome job with the we, video. <laughs> that, was, that was Zach, Zach, and Brent from our uh, our video team. Thank you guys. That was the first time I, I saw that clip yesterday. Like, it's so cool. We're like a real show. Look, we got like little like stuff, right? You guys like that? We're making this a real show. So Nick, without further ado, that's the action out of the week. Take notes during Nick's presentation. Put something into Agent Power Huddle Facebook group after this, and commit to something that Nick teaches you. Put it into action, and then we'll feature you next week on Action Night of the Week. So Nick. Love it. Either way, dude, I'm just going to be here if you need me, but this is all your show.
0: Cool. Well, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it, Jesse. Um, I'm going to start out by, uh, we get a lot of questions, you know, when we're doing presentations like this about, you know, where can I get more information? Do you guys have any additional educational resources? Um, So we actually created a link tree with links to like our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our website, a bunch of cool stuff. I'm going to throw that in the chat just to get things started. So as I'm presenting, if you want to learn more about business video school. You want to follow our YouTube channel. You want to get our free video lessons. All of those links are there. It's in the chat. Check it out when you get a chance. So I just want to get that right out of the way and uh, we can start talking about today's topics. Let me get my slides pulled up. Here we go. And we will roll. Okay. Got a lot to cover today. All right. So we're going to try to uh, give you as much value as possible. If you have questions, you know, please throw them in the Q and A or the chat as we go. And so what I want to do today is I want to, you know, I think this is a topic that a lot of people really struggle with when it comes to video. And so just to give you a little background, since I know a lot of you haven't met me before. So my name is Nick Niehaus. I'm one of the co-founders of business video school. I'm the head trainer. So, you know, I do a lot of these sort of training videos and and, uh, educational webinars and uh, for about four and a half years now I've worked with real estate agents to help them make video. And when they first get started, almost every agent I've ever talked to, has always had ideas for some kind of video, right? Some sort of video they want to make, and they're almost always really specifically about their business. They're very promotional. They're very, you know, kind of you know geared towards, hey, I'm a real estate agent. You should hire me. Here's why I'm so great. And a lot of them sound very similar, right? So when we sit down with somebody um, when we're creating the scripts for their videos in the first place, a lot of times the the sort of script they have in mind is the same every single time. And from a marketing perspective. probably one of the worst things you can do. It's great to make video. A lot of them made those promotional videos and got business because a lot of other people just simply weren't putting out video content yet. But as we get further down this path, as more and more business owners start to use video, it's not gonna be as easy anymore, right? We're gonna have to be a little bit more creative about the kinds of content we're creating. And video is just becoming a new form of communication at this point, right? So we're we're not gonna avoid it. We're gonna have to keep making videos. It's not gonna go away two years from now. And so we got to have a a process or a structure that we can use to determine topics that we know our audience is going to like, right? And so that's what I'm going to try to share with you today is just give you some ideas in terms of how to know ahead of time. So before you even come up with the idea for your video, you can essentially guarantee yourself that it will perform well, because you know, you're picking a topic that your audience is going to appreciate, right? So that's kind of the goal of today's presentation. So the first thing I wanted to do is I want to talk about sort of this disconnect that a lot of people run into where you get on social media and you have an objective, right? And for any of us that own a business, um, one of those objectives, probably our primary objective is to try to find more business, right? We want people to hire us and, and use our services. But the problem is that is not why people are on social media, right? And this is actually a list here of the reasons that people say they use Facebook in particular, which is still by far the largest social platform in the world, right? Number one, 88% of the respondents here said that they were on social media to keep contact with friends and family, right? That's number one. It's completely dominant. It's almost every single person said that. And then from there, you get down to entertainment, to get news. And it's not until the, the number four reason that you see following brands, right?
1: So, so Nick, I don't want to slow your roll, but I just want to throw out here that there might be a little bias to the study. I don't see anywhere on that list, wasting time, watching cat videos, stalking <laughs> exes. I see none of the most common things people are on social media for. I'm just saying.
0: Well, and this was, you know, self-reported, right? So okay. I don't think that's the kind of stuff people like to to claim. You know, yeah, I'm just here to <laughs> waste two or three hours watching cats, right? But we all know they're there to do that, right? And, that, and that's ultimately it's entertainment, right? We are there to, to get some sort of form of entertainment, to laugh, to chuckle. Um, to, to, you know, enjoy the embarrassment of others, a lot of those kind of videos too. Um, but I think the main, the main point here is that you have to keep in mind why people are showing up in the places they're showing up, right? Because, you know, Facebook's not your platform, right? I mean, you might have a page, you might have a group. And then in that case, it is a little bit more your platform. But the people who are showing up on Facebook, they're doing that for specific reasons, right? They're not necessarily logging in just to see your business posts. And so, What you gotta do is you gotta understand that if all you're doing is talking about business, you're actually missing out on a huge opportunity to engage with a lot more people, right? The other thing that I wanna emphasize here is that if you look at the list of stuff on the screen right now, in a lot of ways, this mirrors how we build relationships, right? So if you think about like you walk into a room, you're networking, you're going to get to know some people. What's the goal of doing networking? The goal of doing networking is eventually to acquire business. But if you walk into that networking room and all you do is try to hand your business card to people and say, Hey, I'm an agent. You should hire me. Hey, I'm an agent. You should hire me. Nobody wants to talk to you, right? I mean, that's the person that gets avoided because that's not how networking works, right? The way networking works is we, we make small talk. We try to find things we have in common. And once we find something we have in common, like let's say we're both Uh, you know, big into like, I love to play soccer, right? So if anybody else is a soccer fan, and the topic comes up, what do we talk about for the next five or 10 minutes, we talk about soccer, right? And that's just how networking works. It's how getting to know people works. It's how building relationships work. And that's exactly what's happening on social media, right? Social media is it's a new place to get together. But the ways that we interact with each other as human beings really never change, they're always going to be the same. And so a lot of us come to the platform with this expectation of I want to get business, but we don't think about why everyone else is there. We don't think about why somebody who may end up hiring us as their real estate agent is logging into Facebook today. They're not doing it to see business promotional posts, right? In fact, like every fifth or sixth uh, post on Facebook at this point is an ad already. So we're already seeing a lot of paid ads. You don't want to add to that, right? Because there's not really a positive feeling associated with that. So you might say, okay, well I I get it. So maybe I don't wanna just be talking about business. What the hell should I talk about, right? Where should I be putting my attention? And that's what I'm gonna try to help you understand a little bit more today, right? So here's the first thing I wanna mention is you should try to adhere to at least the 80-20 rule. And I'm sure you've heard about the 80-20 rule in a lot of different contexts. This one is, is not an example of the Pareto principle. This is just more of a way of breaking down the kinds of content you're making. So the idea here, is that only 20% and I would argue it this number is kind of decreasing over time, but at the most 20% of your content should be promotional um, or should be trying to acquire business. Right? So think about, you know, the kind of video where you're saying, Hey, I just helped somebody buy this house recently. Here's how it went. If you're, if you're thinking about moving, uh, you know, make sure to reach out to me. Right you can do those kinds of videos. And I think that does have its place. If you, if you, I've actually met people who don't do enough of that. So they have all this really great content and nobody knows what they do for a living. So that's also bad. But most people tend to skew the other way where too much of their content is hyper-promotional. Hey, look at what I'm doing. Look how great I am. I mean, you know, and you've seen this. This, this happens even before video really started to emerge where go back three or four years and there's a lot of agents that the only things they were ever posting on social media were, Hey, I just got this listing or, Hey, this house just sold, or, Hey, I just helped this client buy this. And it's all, you know, really sort of promotional stuff. And what happens is that your, your audience, the people you have, you already have relationships with a lot of these people, right? And you can actually build relationships with new people on social that you've never met in person. I do it all the time, but you have this audience. And if all you're ever doing is promoting yourself, you're going to start to tune them out. Or they're going to start to tune you out. Right? So 80% should be non-promotional. So that's the kind of stuff that's there to educate, to entertain, to have fun, um, to make it easy for people to get to know you and to build that relationship with you. And if you stick to at least that ratio, and I I have some people would say it should be 90, 10 or even 95 and five. Well, you know, it just needs to be on that end of the spectrum. If you stick under 20% promotional wise, you're going to be able to grow your audience. And that's what this is ultimately about is getting more and more of the people who are your ideal customer to discover you and to get to know you and like you and eventually turn into a customer, right? So here's how I recommend doing that is that before you get into building out your strategy, you got to understand your audience, right? And this is something, if you talk to professional marketers, if you talk to anybody who's really studied marketing, they'll always tell you this exact same thing, which is you have to start with the audience in mind. And here's one of the aspects of this that's a little bit tricky. And that is The human mind, when we think about communicating with other people, if I say, hey, I want you to tell me a story that would be really compelling to, you know, a 35-year-old guy who's been, you know, who's an engineer um, and, you know, yada, yada, I gave you a bunch of details you would probably be able to come up with a pretty good story. Cause you think about who that person is. You think of examples of people who are similar to that description and you go, you know what, they're going to like a story. That's got a little humor. They're going to like a story um, that gets to the point quickly. Cause they don't have a lot of time, et cetera, et cetera. Right. If I try to tell you to make, tell me a story that's going to make every single person on earth um, happy, you're not going to be able to come up with something, right? Cause it's way too broad and our brains. Actually, don't work that way. Our brains are really bad at trying to communicate with a broad group of people, right? So, it helps to define the audience you're going to talk to as a specific person. And so, this is kind of like a mental hack, and and it happens in marketing all the time. It's called creating a customer profile or a customer avatar. And what you're ultimately doing, and I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on this today, but what you ultimately want to do is you want to really get into the mind of that person you're trying to communicate with, right? The other way to think about this is it's your niche. What is your niche? Who are the people that you're the perfect fit for, right? And the cool thing about it is that you can define this however you want. If you wanna, if you wanna say, hey, I'm, I'm currently attracting a lot of first-time home buyers, but I'd really love to work with move-up buyers, right? You can define this audience, but the messaging you would share with a first-time home buyer is different than the messaging you would share with a move-up buyer, right? First-time home buyers are going to be a little bit younger. They're going to have different problems. They're going to have different interests. Somebody that's trying to move up into their second or third home is going to be more established, right? They might have older children. They're going to have a different experience in life. And so that actually, if you think about this, if you go, you know what? I don't know why, but I keep just attracting people that just really aren't quite what I'm looking for. You should look at the messages you're sharing and see if that's why. It might actually be, hey, well, I keep talking about buying your first home. I keep talking about, you know, getting getting married or having your first kid. And these are things that are often associated with that point in life. I need to be talking about other topics because it's gonna attract a different kind of person, right? So you wanna be as specific as possible. You wanna sort of define this avatar. And this is some of the information you're looking for, right? Now, this is where I get a lot of pushback from most people is like, okay, well, you want me to kind of really define this exact person, but I work with a whole bunch of different kinds of folks, right? And I want to hopefully assuage those fears a little bit. Every single time we've ever done this um, with a real estate agent, we've helped them identify who is your real, true, ideal customer. It's always scary at first because what it feels like you're doing is you're going to be making content that's going to push a lot of other people away. Well, hey, if I'm if I'm really honing in on this one person and they're you know right in their mid-30s or mid-40s or whatever you settle on, am I also going to push away people that don't fit that? And the truth is, yes, to some degree. You are going to push away people that are not a good fit for your business, but that's actually okay because the alter the, the flip side of the coin here is that you're going to attract more of the right people. Right? So when you do this process, when you define this audience really carefully, you're going to get more of your favorite customers and less of your least favorite customers, right? And once you accept that part of it, and once you're just honest with yourself about how, how much easier that would make your business, I mean, think of it this way, right? By being specific about who you want to attract, you can take maybe the three worst clients you've ever worked with, and you're never going to have to deal with those kinds of people again, right? Because you're not going to attract them anymore. So in a sense... You're just being that much more careful about the kinds of people you're attracting to you and your business, right? So you want to be specific. Some people will ask, well, I've got a team and, you know, different team members tend to work with different kinds of people. They can each have their own uh, customer profile, whatever it is you want to do, but you do want to be specific. And ultimately, you know, the age the gender, the zip code, that stuff helps. But what really helps here and where you really want to focus in, and this is where you can actually maybe call up your favorite uh, few customers and ask them these questions. What you're ultimately looking for though, are the things on the right hand side of the screen, which is their pain points and their interests and their motivations, right? Those are very powerful things. And what I want you to make sure you do as you're, as you're thinking this through is don't only focus on the pain points that are associated with your business, right? So you might say, well, one of their pain points is they've, they've got uh, too little space. They need more space in their house. Well, sure, that is a pain point that you could hone in on, but what are the other pain points they're experiencing, right? Um, so for instance, let's use that first time buyer example. You know, maybe a lot of these first time buyers are, are getting married for the first time, or maybe they're having their first child, right? you can give them advice on those topics if you've been there, right? That's something you probably have in common with your audience, if you do, not everybody does obviously, Um, but if you have that in common with them, those are pain points you can help them address. And guess what? That's a lot more powerful than only thinking about real estate because here's what happens. You start to help them at times in their lives before they're ready to buy or sell a house, right? So if you help them with a pain point, that that happens before they think about moving, now you're in their peripheral vision, right? Now they've already started to get to know you. So when they start thinking about buying or selling, they don't go out and look for a real estate agent. They've already got a real estate agent, right? They've already been following you for six months. You've already provided them with some value. Maybe you've entertained them, right? You don't have to do just pain points. Maybe you're talking about the interest, You're talking about things they have a passion around and that's how you're getting to know them. Right? So when you do this, when you, when you do the hard work to do the research and understand those people and the place they are in their lives, and you help them with those things that aren't real estate specific, you build a real meaningful relationship, which can happen 100% on the internet does it does all the time for us. And then when they're ready to buy or sell, they've already gotten to know you. Right? So that's really what we're, we're kind of trying to do here. Um, And I'll give you a couple more ways that you can sort of apply that. But if there's really one thing you take away from the presentation, that's going to be the main theme here. It's just making sure you understand what are their pain points, what are their interests, and then how can you communicate in ways that help them on those topics? All right. I saw a couple of chats come in. I'm just going to make sure I'm not missing anything. Cool. All right. Glad everybody's liking it so far. All right. So, um, we already kind of talked about this, so we can kind of move on from this slide. I just want to make sure I get to as much as I can. This is just sort of a visual of what I already said, which is that there's the one side of this.
1: Did we just lose Nick? He looks frozen. Hold on. Let's see. With yours. Oh, Nick, you're oh, back. We, you froze they for a second. There? Yeah, are you back? Yep. All right, good. So before Uh, you put this, I I stopped your screen sharing before you put, I didn't know when you're coming back. So before you put the screen back on, this is the perfect place to pause guys. If you're on camera, raise your hands or do this. Like, is this good info? You guys like this? Yeah, it's good. All right. I just want want Nick to see like you're listening. This is good stuff. Like, dude, this is so good. I'm just sitting here like taking notes. So my head's down. All right. Keep
0: going. All All you. Yeah. Sorry about that. You just lost me for a couple seconds, right? Nothing too long. Okay, cool. Well, back to this slide. So yeah, I think the, the main, this in a lot of ways, like I think this slide ultimately sums up the the main takeaway of this presentation, which is just that you got,
1: he's frozen. So this 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 training today is on video, but not internet connection apparently. In, Nick, you froze yeah. again. You're back, buddy. All right. So if it keeps happening, we'll just change it to discussion for a few minutes because we're about we got about nine minutes left on the on the huddle. But Nick, you back? I feel like one of those one of those like CNN people are like, wait, are you in the field? Nick, um, are you I'm okay? in oh, and out
0: real bad all of a sudden. Were me. those
1: gunshots we heard, Nick? Are you okay? Were those gunshots? No, you're okay. All right, just checking. All right, cool. That's. So while we are waiting, I want you guys to type in the box. There we go. All right. So type in the box. Your biggest takeaway so far. I want you guys to to, to look back at some of it because that was a lot of information he's talking about. Is this useful to your business? I want you to take away something and type it in the box that you will actually put into business into a put into a, into play for what you're doing. I see Nick. You're joining from another device, and you can take back over anytime you got a stable connection. Nick, I just rolling with it for a sec. They're on mute right now. Can They're you hear right? me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay.
0: Is it? I'm gonna. If I have to join on my phone, I will. I don't know if it's something to do with when I sharing my screen. If that's what's yeah, crazy it, it seems like or... you
1: are sharing a screen. It's your, I think it's your computer's freezing because it was. It wasn't going to present mode. It was just kind of frozen there on the screen share.
0: Okay, maybe we'll like, just leave the screen turned off for the yeah. Next leave it You
1: can just, just chat. They, they, they can. People like to see you.
0: Right. They're well, here's yeah. Here, here's the bottom line. Let me just you know because I just had a few slides left. Um, the so if we get into so sort of choosing the topic. So here here's the thing, right? You just want to think about. Um, that last slide I presented, and actually I'm, I'm glad you were able to at least see a few seconds of it before it started to mess my computer up because um, that is, I think, ultimately the takeaway, which is we overcomplicate our approach to social media. All right. And I get it, right? I mean, I did it for years. And, and it's funny because like, you'll you'll learn this about sort of, you know, mastering things, not that I'm like, you know, mastered social media, but as you experience more and more of a particular skill or topic and you get to understand it better, it actually starts to feel simpler. You start to realize that a lot of the things that you were doing and trying were sort of unnecessary. And I think that's really true with social media. I think as we're starting to use it more and more, we're realizing that like, it's no different than in-person communication, right? I mean, it really shouldn't be. And all the things we're doing, all the hacks and the tricks and, you know, focusing on engagements. Like, you know, the number one piece of advice you can ever give somebody when it comes to engagement is to just treat people like they're humans. Like, you know, like one of my favorite versions of, of getting engagement is to just ask questions, right? So you just ask a question on social media and you get a bunch of responses and, and all that engagement. Um, but it's funny because like you, that's what you do when you talk to people, right? You ask them questions. That's how you get to know somebody. So we don't really need to be adding complexity or, or coming up with hacks or tricks. We just need to think about, simple, basic human fundamental communication, right? Which is, I want to find out what it is you like, what you have an interest in that matches with me and then we're gonna talk about those things, right? And so what's really cool, and what what is different about social media is that you can use the structure of social media, right? The the algorithms and the sort of intelligence of the platform to attract the people that you want. So it's kind of like being able to create a networking room that's full of ideal prospects, right? Like I've never gone to a networking event, um, or very few at least, where I can walk in and almost everybody in the room um, um, you know, already knows me, you know, likes me to some degree, like has an interest in my product or service. I mean, that would be amazing. But that is what you can do with social media. And I'll give you sort of an example of, of how this this application has emerged in my business, which is I've literally now trained Facebook to uh, To get real estate agents to connect with me, right? So that's my target audience. We work primarily about 90 plus percent of our customers are real estate agents. That's our customer avatar as a real estate agent, right? And so I've done so much to engage with agents, to answer real estate-related uh, marketing questions, you know, to connect with real estate agents that the algorithm has learned that that's who it wants to recommend me to, right? So I will I will say that you know, and there's other things I'm doing to encourage that, but it, I would say that almost every day I get at least one, if not multiple friend requests and about 75% of them are real estate agents. Right. So it's just, it's like Facebook's basically just handing me free leads, um, which is pretty amazing. Right. And so then what happens is those people connect with me and then what do they start to see? They start to see content that's specifically designed for them. Right. They start to see things where I'm talking about, um, some of the problems they're facing. Like there was, um, uh, the department of justice, you know, had that, that settlement recently uh, with NAR and, and you know, and, and so I didn't you know, just had just been announced. It was on Inman. Um, so I went live on social media or, uh, primarily Facebook. I talked about it. I shared some of the information from the article and I got a ton of engagement, right? Because I'm already connected with a lot of the people who are in my target market. It's a problem that they were facing. It has nothing to do um, with my service, right? So it had nothing to do with video marketing and helping agents market themselves with video, but it was relevant to them, right? And so what happened? It got a ton of engagement. It got a bunch of people having conversations with me Um, a lot of people watched the whole video which was like 10 minutes long If you think about the typical view on facebook is like 10 seconds so to have a a big segment of my ideal clients watching me talk for 10 minutes is amazing now did they come out of that saying i need to hire you to make videos with me or i want to join your school not necessarily but they came out of it knowing who i was and and having an, an additional level of intimacy with me right so i'm literally getting strangers who are just getting a recommendation on Facebook, or maybe they come to one of these presentations, they decide to send me a friend request. Then they're connecting with me. They're starting to immediately see content that resonates with them. It's guaranteed to resonate with them, right? Cause I've already defined this audience. I know what their pain points and interests are. So I'm essentially guaranteeing that they're gonna find that content useful. And then over time, what happens is instead of them starting out looking for a solution to the problem I solve, they get to know me, right? And so what happens is they literally start to ask themselves, how can I hire this person? And that's when you really master this process. That's what's really cool here is that because you're talking about things that your audience already has an interest in, they're gonna start to like you. They're gonna start to essentially become a fan of yours. It's called a parasocial relationship. So this person that you've never had any sort of direct interaction with is getting to know you, they're getting to like you, and they're eventually growing to trust you. And they're literally gonna start to think to themselves, like, wait, what does this person do for a living? Like, I see them all the time. I love their content, like, you know, what do they do? And then they're gonna try to find ways to hire you. And I think that's what's so cool about this process is that you're no longer chasing business. You're not doing sales i mean imagine when somebody like that calls you right they're not calling you to to price you out against your competitors they're calling to hire you it's done the sales process is already over and that's really cool right i mean when you start to experience those sorts of phone calls and you realize i don't have to hound this person i don't have to put them into some elaborate follow-up system they're just ready to work with me and they're not going to challenge me on my commission they're not going to say they're talking to other agents it's just they're just ready right that is where you really get the benefit The one last thing I'll say here because I know we're about out of time is you do have to have patience, right? This is the kind of process that, you know, if you do it correctly in the long run, you're going to see a massive return on your investment, right? But in the short term, you're not going to see much because what you're doing is you're building relationships with hundreds and thousands of people, but you're not being super promotional. So whereas you could have gone out and shouted about real estate and gotten a lead or two in the next month, Instead, you're building relationships with a whole bunch more people that will eventually yield results for you. And if you can have that patience and you can wait until every fourth or fifth post to be promotional in the long run, your business is going to benefit. And that branding you build never goes away unless you really screw it up, right? As long as you, as long as you continue to show up and be the same person and deliver value, um, that branding doesn't go away and it will continue attracting business for ultimately years and years to come.
1: Dude, this is so good, Nick. And b- before people jump off, I just want to say, guys. you so Nick, Nick runs business video school. If you guys sign up for it, I make zero dollars. It's not about a money thing. It's just it's this is a little piece of so much content they have. It's so flipping good. Like it is really, really good. So check it out. It's business video school. Nick will put it. Will you put that slide that we were missing into the agent power huddle Facebook group?
0: Um, yeah, I, I can share any of these slides, just, honestly. Yeah, so, just drop um, that, that
1: slide in the Facebook group and then check this out. If we'll we'll send you the chat for this, this, uh, this, the saved chat, by the way, if you want it, Nick, I had everyone type in the box, their biggest takeaway. There was cool. so many good takeaways. Here's the challenge for you guys for the action item of the week. Those of you getting used to video, or even if you do a lot of video, take what you wrote down and record a short little video, selfie style on your iPhone and drop it in the agent power huddle group. No one will judge you on your video. No one will judge you on your lighting. No one will judge you on anything. Just a quick little way for practice. Plus, it'll give you so we can review And one of you guys will make it probably action out of the week for next week. How do you guys like that? Good? All right. It's Friday. Nick, what should they do? Make some videos. Make some videos. All right. Videos. It's the weekend. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy Friday, guys. Nick, thank you, dude. This is so good.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me again. Appreciate right. it. Bye,
1: guys. Enjoy your weekend. Bye, everybody.